Hi, welcome back. Oh my gosh, two weeks too long. I am so sorry that we have missed two weeks of podcast episodes, although I did say in the last episode that went up that I would not be recording new ones while I was on vacation, and that part is true. However, I came home at this point a week ago, so I guess I could have if I got all my ish together. I could have gotten an episode up last week upon arrival, but I definitely took over like a full week to really get my life back into order and routine after being gone for like eight or nine days. So this episode is just going to be kind of like a recap of my vacation, what's been going on. I've got a ton of books Um, TV shows and movies to talk about, which we always like to chat about at the end of these podcast episodes. But welcome back and thank you so much for listening. I wanted to talk more about it before I left, but I didn't want to tell the World Wide Web and all of that the exact dates when I would be on vacation. And if I shared too much before I left, I probably would have like I don't know, just for safety reasons, I like talking about things after they happen. Same goes for like Instagram stories. Like I very rarely post my stories live time, especially if it's me out. Not saying that I think I'm at a status where I need to worry about that necessarily with like posting a restaurant picture or whatever. It's more so for safety, um, regardless of anybody's following numbers. I feel like posting too much in live time is really scary just because you never know who is watching that. So there's very few times where something on my Instagram story is posted when it's actually happening. Um, But yeah, that's why I didn't want to share too much before I left. But now that I'm back, I can tell you all about it. And oh my gosh, I'm still on like this high of vacation and it's making me miss the ocean in California so much. If you've been watching my content or following along for a couple of years, you know that I spend a lot of summers or at least a lot of summers in my 20s have been spent in California, whether that's for VidCon or Disney or just a a vacation. Um, It's a very important place to me and it's been a hot minute since I've been back. Well, that's a lie. Oh my gosh, I forgot I was there last summer. LOL, literally, like I'm there usually every single summer and This summer was very nostalgic for me because we went to Disneyland and Newport and all of these places that I hadn't been to since my younger 20s for VidCon. And there were so many like pieces of me, it felt like like my younger self sprinkled in these places that I hadn't visited since I was 21 or since my life looked so different. So it was really cool to kind of be back in that. But I hope everyone has been doing well. The other crazy thing is... I left for that vacation on like August 5th or something like that, and I got back home August 13th, so I felt like August was over. Like I left and it was summer, and then I came home and I felt the the ending of summer, that like f- that feeling, like that Sunday night summer, like Monday scaries. Like I, I feel like I feel that now, and Obviously, California was super nice weather and complete summer over there, but it's like I left in summer and I came back and I feel like summer's over, which gives me this weird feeling like there's less than two weeks. At this point, there's exactly a week left of August, and I feel like it's like a break, like a spring break, and then 
school would st- I mean obviously school does start and I haven't had a break like that in years because I'm 28 years old but very weird I also do believe in that like spiritual theory almost where you are time hopping realities or multiverses when you travel on a plane it is a version of time traveling in a way so when you manifest on a plane you envision a reality of what you want your life to look like when you land this is very powerful and it has worked so i also understand that concept of it but basically let's do a recap i went to california had the best week of my life it was so fun ashton and i went there for the primary reason that his sister was getting married. So we went out there for her wedding and it was a great week of family time and just one-on-one time. So we uh, flew into Anaheim first and had a Disney day, which I was so excited for. I haven't been to Disney since 2018 and it's so funny because I have like my Disney routine down at this point. Like I've been a lot of summers just with VidCon, always hosting that Disney day. So I like I like doing Disney a certain way where you get there at 8 a.m. when the gates open before it gets busy, before the heat arrives and before the lines form. And we did that. But the only difference is this time 6 p.m. came and I just could not go on anymore. But the sun hadn't even set yet. And I was asking Ashton if he wanted to go back like we were done. And I guess that's Disney in your late 20s. And we don't even have like strollers or diaper bags or kids to like push around at Disney the way that these other older adults have there. So I don't know how these parents do it because we like we were done. We tapped out earlier than I thought, which sucked because I did want to see the World of Color show at California Adventure. But I just knew I would not be able to make it to 9 p.m. And instead, we went back to our hotel and massaged each other's feet in the hot tub. (laughs) So Disney looks a lot different now in my late 20s than it had the last time I went. But besides that, it was such a great day. We did choose California Adventure Park over Disneyland, like the classic park. We only had one day. And I'm glad we chose that, but it did really make me miss Disneyland itself just for like the nostalgic classic sense of it all. Um, so next time I would love to go to Disney. I also didn't realize that Disney's open until midnight now. I swear, when I was there a few summers ago, the park closed before California Adventure closed. Because I remember that park being the late one. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But it made me kind of regret not trying to do Disney because we had, like, I didn't know it was open that late. Like, I would have park hopped. I would have gotten a, a ticket at, like, 2 p.m., We got there and, like, didn't really know what to do with our day, like, when we landed um, that first day because we only had half a day and, like, our hotel room wasn't ready yet. So we just walked around, went to downtown Disney, ate at Naples, which I do really love that restaurant. Um, The whole, like, Anaheim Strip is very nostalgic for me because of VidCon. And it's so bizarre to be back. And it was so crazy being back with Ashton and telling him, like, these parts of my life and all these restaurants. Like, I know that area super well. And it's just crazy to, to like, be there and then, like, see my younger self there in a way. We also went to Newport that night, which I suggested because I guess, I don't know, like, that's what we always did the day that we arrived for VidCon. So I knew it was accessible. I knew it was nearby. I knew it had the ocean and great restaurants. And I love Newport Beach. The sand is so soft. 
It's also the first place where I've ever seen the Pacific Ocean and the first time I'd been in the Pacific Ocean. So I feel like it's very special to me. And it was nice to be there with Ashton, collect some stones, shells, and the waves there. People were surfing, like there were nice waves, but it was very calm. And I love like the sunset there and the pier. I don't know. It's beautiful. So we did that and then ate at, um, my bad. Let me turn off my volume. I always forget to do that. We ate at 21 Oceanfront, which is this restaurant right facing the water. So we went to the bar and like saw the sun setting over the ocean behind the bar. It was perfect. That place also has a very strict dress code, which we did not like we weren't wearing the right clothing. So I don't even know how we got in, but you just act like you belong and walk up to the bar and no one said anything. So we were fine. Plus like someone in a suit opened the door for us, like a manager or somebody out there, not valet because he was talking to valet. He looked like a GM of some sort. He let us in and we were in like jean shorts and I was in like this little green top that kind of looks like a bikini top. Um, and they have all these signs saying how like no beach attire, like it's a nice restaurant, but I don't know, business is business. And we definitely gave them a lot of business. Like we got lobster tails, mussels, um, full like salad app, entree, dessert, two orders of drinks. So like we were good. It was probably the best meal of the trip. Oh my gosh, highly recommend. Um, But yeah, we did Disney the next day for a full day. And I'm very proud of myself because I went on the Incredicoaster and the Guardians of the Galaxy ride for the first time. Last time I went to California Adventure, I sat those two out. I could not do it. Um, I don't like going upside down on roller coasters and there's a there's a loop on the Incredicoaster. I was so nervous in line, but what's really funny is I was watching like these kids get on and off the roller coaster to help me be like, okay, they're fine. Like they're having fun. I I have nothing to be afraid of. But I saw on two separate occasions, like little girls crying, getting on and off the ride, which made me so sad. This one girl, like eight or nine years old, was being pressured by her dad to get on the ride and she like refused to sit down. He was sitting on the roller coaster and she was just standing over it like sobbing and the um the cast member engineer like didn't really know what to do because you can't like overstep the parent at that point she like kind of told the little girl she could walk over there and like exit the line but then her dad was like saying her name and like pointing to the seat being like get on the ride so the cast member just kind of like gave her her coworker a side eye and like stepped back because they really can't like that's the parents call so this girl got on the roller coaster and is crying as it just shoots off. It was very sad to see, but it also was kind of comedic and it helped me not be as scared. And then a separate little girl getting off the roller coaster was just sobbing and that made me really sad and scared. But most of the kids that were like half my height got off being completely fine and like excited and that made me realize it's going to be fine. And it was. I closed my eyes like pretty much the whole time, but it was a great ride. And I I had that rush of endorphins after too, where I I think I could do it again with my eyes open this time. (laughs) Same goes for, actually, no, the same does not go for the Guardians of the Galaxy drop ride, what used to be like the Tower of Terror, which I still sometimes call it because it just feels 
Like, it's like how we still call Nickelodeon Universe Camp Snoopy, if anyone's from Minnesota. Like, it just will always be Camp Snoopy. So that ride, I was very, very close to getting out of line. Um, And I had a little bit of influence from the alcohol that I was drinking to help me get on. And I wanted to, like... I paid for my ticket. We're there. Like, I have to go on it once, right? And it's going to be a fun ride. We were talking to this um, couple on the the Ferris wheel because we were in the same cart as them. And their little boy went on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride and loved it. And the dad was telling me how it only drops six times. And I thought, okay, I can do that just six times. We're in line. I'm getting really scared. It, it's coming up. I don't know if I can do it. I feel like I have to do it. I can't leave Ashton like in line. Um, they place us for the ride. And if you've been on Guardians of the Galaxy ride, you might see this coming. But they have rows on the floor where you stand to get ready, labeled one, two, three, four, five, six. And they tell you where to stand. And Ashton and I were placed under the six mark. So I'm thinking, okay, we're in the back. This is going to be good. I'm fine. Um, whose idea was it to have six be front row? (laughs) The second that the doors opened and I saw that we were going to be in the first row of this drop ride, I almost got out. I told the cast member engineer, I can't remember the ride employees or engineers, right? Either way, I like said out loud within his hearing like oh I can't be front row and there's nothing they can do like they just place you like okay get on and I felt so stuck and that's when I just like faced Ashton's shoulder closed my eyes and I could not tell you like the whole time I was just tucked into his neck like I was not there I kind of wish I looked but I I don't do drop rides I was so scared the picture that it got of me was so funny that was the one ride where I was sobbing and saying no over and over and over again but I don't know I don't know if I could do that one again but I am proud of myself for doing it and um even Ashton said he doesn't know if he could do it again and he's done it before but rides just like hit you different as you age I don't know my body just can't do it but that was the one super scary ride of the day but California Adventure is so fun and I love it because California Adventure actually has like not like this is all that it's about, but it's nice because California Adventure has alcoholic beverages and that is a lot harder to find in Disneyland. I know there's like one place where you can get it, I believe, but um, yeah, we had some really nice micheladas. Also, I always thought they were pronounced micheladas, but then the employee called it michelada, so now I don't know, unless that's just an American... I, I have no idea. I've always said michelada, not mich- michelada, michelada. Either way, it was amazing. It's one of my favorite drinks. It's kind of like a Mexican Bloody Mary, but it's with beer um, and a nice little tahini rim. Oh, it's so good. And we got some margaritas and it was just wine. There's so many more like adult things to do at California Adventure than Disneyland. So that was fun. But I did really miss like Disneyland's Haunted Mansion ride and Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Thunder Mountain, the the Splash one, cannot think of it. But I don't know. I mean, there there was so many. 
it's so hard to choose. I guess next time we just have to do a park hop, but it was a great day. And I'm really glad that we decided to leave early and sit in the hot tub because after a full day at Disney, I think we walked 19,000 steps that day. My body really needed that hot tub soak just on our muscles and everything. And the hotel that we stayed at, I didn't realize we had such a great pool area. Like the pool was 10, it was like a big L shape and 10 feet deep was like the deepest, which is pretty deep for a hotel pool. Usually it's like a five foot pool because there's never a lifeguard on duty but um no one was out there uh we went to disney on a monday which i think was really nice because it even though it's summer i feel like it wasn't as busy as a weekend would have been um i'm trying to think of like anything else from disney that i have to remember but i don't know just great time and i'm glad i could go back and it makes me want to visit again soon i also was really good with not buying anything because disney will get you with consumerism like oh my gosh there were so many things I almost bought and really wanted to buy especially with Halloween coming up because they're starting to put out all of their spooky stuff so a lot of Hocus Pocus, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, Halloween Town all of that was kind of in the the gift shops but I did a really good job and I only bought one shirt which well technically I didn't even buy it Ashton got it for me so thank you to him but Uh, yeah, there were so many cute little things that I knew I didn't need, but in the moment when you're there, like, you feel like you want it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I shared them on my Instagram story, though, just, like, things I almost bought at Disney but didn't, and a lot of them some people responded to being like, how could you pass this up, or I would have gotten this for sure. They had this really cute little planter that was the shape of Woody from Toy Story's boot, And they put a little snake plant in it because, you know, it's like, there's a snake in my boot. And it was so cute. And on the bottom of the planter, it even had Andy's name on it. Really cute. I did almost buy that one. That one was tough. (laughs) But after our great Disney day, we took the train the next day from Anaheim down to San Diego, which was my first train experience, like on an Amtrak train. Oh my gosh the best hack like not even a hack because I hate when influencers say stuff like that and then it's like a really basic thing that everyone knows how to do like life hack if you're thirsty just drink water like that's so annoying to hear but I've just never been on a train like that because there isn't one in Minnesota and I've never been in in an experience where it was an an option But we had to somehow get from Anaheim to San Diego, which is about two hours apart from each other. So that would have been a really expensive Uber. Um, And we didn't have a car, didn't want to rent a car for that. So when we found out that there was a train that you could just take for like $30 a ticket, it was the best thing in the world. We just watched the ocean the whole way down and the seats were so comfy. I felt like I was in the Polar Express. Like it was so fun. You can travel from car to car on the train and on one of the cars, there's a little bar and cafe. So we walked to that, got some drinks and just, I just sipped my Prosecco and looked at the ocean the whole time. It was unbelievable. And it made me really wish we had planned to like stop along the way because we could have taken the train halfway stopped at the beach and then taken another train because they come like every single hour on the way to san diego because it was so tempting i saw all of these cute little beach towns in oceanside just at the beach all these surfers all these little beach restaurants and cafes 
and it made me just want to lay out like I love a beach day especially with the ocean there it was stunning all these cliffs like everything so pretty Ashton's sister picked us up in San Diego we went out to a couple restaurants and bars we found this speakeasy bar behind this other restaurant it was like tiki themed really fun his sister described it perfectly she said it was like rainforest cafe but for adults and it was we ended up getting one of those like big shareable volcano drinks that come like lit on fire and whenever someone orders that they make a thunderstorm in the restaurant so when we got it they like turned on whatever effects they have and it was it was thundering inside it was cool um we stayed with Ashton's family the rest of the week which was really nice just getting all that family time it was so fun that everyone could come together for the wedding because his family's kind of scattered and we see a lot of them here in Minnesota but obviously some live out in California and other places so it was so cool we had like a big family day pool party we did the bridal shower bachelorette Ooh, I did not know what to expect for the bachelorette because um I just didn't know what the vibe was like the grandmas were going it was like me her friends like who knows the aunties were there so um it ended up being really fun and it involved a little like yacht at the end so we went on the boat around san diego and just had maybe like an hour or two out by the ports out in the ocean that was so fun thinking about it i don't know if i've ever been on a boat in the ocean and we went at night and you could see the whole city lit up it was so amazing such a cool experience i'm really grateful to have been part of that of course there was the wedding as well which was beautiful perfect magical i won't talk too much about his family just out of privacy um but it was so nice and I don't know. It was just perfect. I Ashton even painted his pinky nails the color of my dress to match me. So that was fun. We had little matching pinkies painted light green. Um, and it was just a really great day to spend with his family. And I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of other stuff I'm thinking about that day, but I don't think I'm going to share it on the podcast. But it just was um, a really good week. And obviously with the wedding came a lot of people um in his family talking about other weddings and stuff like that we've got more coming up and as you could imagine one of the very common questions was when are you two getting married um which was comical but you know we had some good talks about that i doubt he's listening but i don't know why i get so like nervous talking about this on here um but yeah i was also like kind of hesitant because going to his family's wedding I as you know the brother of the bride's girlfriend I wasn't quite sure what the vibe would be or how involved I would be with this family because it's like my partner's family but not quite my family but everyone made me feel like I was part of the family and I know they've said that before like his grandma a year ago was like you're part of the family now and all this stuff and they are very inclusive But, you know, when it comes to a wedding and professional photography and all of that, I just wasn't sure how involved they would want me to be. And I was very um, ready to kind of stand back and let Ashton, like, be part of that. But I think I was in, like, every single photo that Ashton was. Like, there was never a moment where they wanted me to not be in a photo or, like, part of, like, the family photos. And that made me feel really, like... It really just solidified, I guess, a lot of things. And yeah, it was just 
a great week with his family and a really beautiful wedding. She got married in probably the most beautiful outdoor venue space ever. Oh my gosh, great. And we did end up getting a hotel that night just because the venue was so far from his family's house. Um, We didn't want to worry about how to get home because we had been drinking, open bar, such amazing food. Um, Yeah, so we did stay at a hotel for one night and it was a nice little getaway. I mean, like, it was good just to have a moment to breathe. (laughs) Um, Not saying like anything bad about staying with his family, but it was just a nice little quick um, time alone, which was nice. And then the next day we went to the San Diego Botanic Garden with Ashton's cousin and his fiance, which both of them I love so much. And it was so nice to spend the whole day with him. His cousin's fiance, she, she knows a lot about, um, flowers and gardens and herbs and plants and, um, we're very similar in a lot of ways. So I knew she would be the perfect person to go to or to go to the botanical garden with. And every single time we like passed a tree or a plant or, or something, she was she was able to tell me what it was. And it was so fun. So we had the best day with them. Um, we went to Moonlight Beach after, which was really close nearby. We were in Esconcita, I think is how to say it. Let me look it up just to make sure because that's off of memory. And I know it's something like that. Yeah, Encinitas. We were in Encinitas. Moonlight Beach was, I felt like it found me. Obviously, Moonlight, I'm very spiritual. I have the moon tattooed on my finger. And when it popped up as like the closest beach to the Botanic Garden, I just felt like we had to go. Um, When we first got there, though, it looked like a really small touristy beach just covered in people. And I almost felt like I made a mistake choosing that beach. And I was almost like, oh, no, like, I'm sorry. But we just kept walking away from the beach area against the shore. And it got so desolate, so empty, maybe a couple of surfers. But it was just us against these cliffs with rocks and the shore. And it was so peaceful and beautiful and, like, you you just felt like the only person there and the waves were huge. I mean, it was getting close to sunset and I know that the waves get very, they get bigger um, in the evening. So at some points, the waves went all the way to the cliffs, which means if it got any higher, we would be fully submerged. And looking at the cliffs behind us on the shore, um, there were a lot of water lines on it, meaning that at some points, the whole area is underwater. So we didn't stay too long. It started to get a little aggressive and I was just scared of, you know, getting swept away, I guess, in the waves or getting any of my valuables that I had in my hands um, damaged from water just because I was trying to keep it out of the water. But uh, we gathered a lot of, there were a lot of rocks there, like not as many shells, but a lot of polished beach rocks. And so Ashton and I took a ton and we're tumbling them in our rock tumbler So I think that'll be really cool to see how those turn out. We also found a beautiful spiritual shop in Encinitas by the Botanic Gardens and Moonlight Beach. It was huge and I got a, I got two little dishes, one for me and one for my mom since she was taking care of the kitties while I was gone. I got um, this pink crystal. I wish I remembered to take a photo of what type of stone it was, but I know there's a vlog clip of it, so I should look at that. Um, 
I think Ashton got a crystal, his cousin and his fiance got some stuff. So really cool space. It was hard not to purchase more, but I feel like I was just trying to be very conscious of my spending on this trip and knew that there were a lot of things that I just did not need. But I wanted to get like small things to remember the trip by. And a lot of the things I did get were free. Like I collected so many shells at Newport, so many rocks at Moonlight Beach. Um, even on his family's property out there, there were so many shells and they don't even live near the shore. They live up in the hills, um, but they were like snail shells, but they looked so beautiful. I found a few and I put them in like a plastic, like a red solo type of cup in Ashton's parents' room. And I told his mom, like, look at the shells I found. And then later his mom found me and told me that she found more shells for me and put them in my cup in her room, which made my whole day. I felt like she was speaking my love language and I even took a picture of the shells that she put there because I felt like it was so sweet and so cute and I love that she did that. So it was so fun. I mean, we got, I feel like I just got so much more quality time connecting and bonding with this family. And what's really funny is one night Ashton and I, so we stayed in the guest, kind of like a guest house. It's like a gym slash guest house on the lower end of the property, kind of on this hill, right? So at night, it was really common for everyone just to sit outside. There's like an outdoor bar by the pool, hot tub, music, all of that, and just talk, drink, whatever. So it got pretty late and Ashton and I said goodnight to everybody and started walking down the stairs to go to the gym where we were staying. And like, it has like a bathroom, shower, kitchenette down there. Like it's kind of like a guest house, but it's his uncle's gym. And um, when we were walking down the steps, I started to hear them talk about us, but like in a nice way, you know, like when someone leaves and they're like, oh, they're just so sweet. So I could hear them kind of saying good things about us. So Ashton, I felt like kids. I felt like kids sneaking out or sneaking in because we just froze. Um, we just froze on the stairs and tried to stay really quiet and listen. But Ashton kept being like, we can't, we gotta go, we gotta go, don't eavesdrop. And I was like, no, like I wanna hear. And so we were just like giggling silently on the stairs. Um, but his family were saying how cute we were. And his uncle was saying how Ashton grins ear to ear whenever I'm around, which warmed my heart. Like I did, I'm really glad I heard what they had to say. Cause it just like, Obviously, I know it, but hearing his family say how happy he is around me and how he's just like grinning from ear to ear, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, he is. Um, and then his family was saying how how much they like me. And his uncle said something about how I've really opened up this summer, which made me feel good because, you know, I met all of his family at once last summer in San Diego, which is funny because a lot of the people I met last summer in San Diego out there live in Minnesota, but we were out there visiting his San Diego family. And I don't even, I didn't remember until Ashton told me later that night, but I was like, wow, I cannot believe I met them all at once at lunch in San Diego, like in La Jolla. But I must have just been quieter or shyer or I don't know. That was the first time I met them. So I must have just been a bit more nervous or shy around them. So I'm glad that everyone feels like I've really come out of my shell this summer and they love me so much. So it's wonderful. But yeah, that was one of my favorite little moments of the trip, I think, where trying not to make any noise, silently giggling on the stairs, listening to his family say how cute we are. It was really sweet. So 
Um, trying to think if anything else happened. I think after that day at the beach, we left the next day. Like the trip went by so fast. We were there for eight days and every single day was just so packed with activities that it went by really quickly. And I'm really grateful for the memories and the time there and just all of the things that his family had done to bring us together, the hospitality, like it was really sweet and I wish we could have stayed longer. Um, sometimes, you know, when Ashton and I travel, like when we went to New York for a week, we were both pretty ready to get home. Like by the end of that trip, we were both like, okay, like I, I want to go home. I miss my bed. But neither one of us felt that way at the end of this trip and even Ashton said like usually he feels ready to go home but he wasn't there yet and I think it's because we were so busy and it was just so fun I don't know like weddings just bring people together and I'm really glad that it was oh it was like a pretty small wedding and I'm really glad it was on the smaller side because I mean no different if it it would have been fine either way but I don't think I met anybody really for the first time besides like friends or other guests that I w- I didn't know. But like in terms of family, I feel like I met most of his family up until this trip. So that was really nice because I didn't have a lot of nerves and I already felt comfortable with a lot of people. Um, And yeah, it was great. So I'm trying to think of other things, but I'm just kind of overwhelmed. It was a great... You know what? I do have like a sticky note on my note or like on my notes app of favorite parts of california just like little core moments i don't want to forget hmm i don't know if i can share i already shared some of them um the muscles at 21 ocean front oh my gosh those were so good the feeling getting off of the incredicoaster for the first time yeah i guess there there's some small things on there that i feel like i need to keep private but it was just the best time and california holds such a special place in my heart for so many reasons and I'm glad that I'm able to continue on with the significance and you know specialty of California into these later years with Ashton and his family so even though like situations may change or um it might not mean what it meant before I know I'm being vague but what I'm thinking of is like Okay, well, first, my parents got married in California, and they lived out there up until I was basically born, so I always felt that part being really special of California because of, like, my parents' origin in a way, like, their origin story, Um, and then I think of California being so special because of the VidCon years and how much it gave me in terms of motivation and learning and memories and the people that I met and the friendships and my first experiences and having those moments as a creator at VidCon being like, I'm doing the damn thing. Like, I can't believe this is real and meeting these big creators or all of those experiences. That's a really big part of California for me. Seeing the ocean for the first time, having that connection, getting tattoos in California, like there's the friendships in California. There's so much and it goes so deep, but it's so cool that throughout these years, like California, it just increases in significance to me as being such a special place. And now, you know, I'm gathering memories there with Ashton and his family from last summer and this summer. And he and I were talking about how we want to go out there again definitely within a year like next summer if not sooner um just to see his family and yeah I'm glad that I'm able to kind of still have California be the significant part in my life because I do feel very happy in myself out there and I do feel like part of me 
belongs there. Maybe not full-time. I don't see myself moving there. I know I almost did for my master's program, but um, I will always have a reason to go to California. And what's really funny is my friend Maddie is trying to convince me to go with her to LA in like a week, but I looked up flights and it was like 600 bucks nonstop to get to California right now. So I will not be joining her, unfortunately. It is for the Jonas Brothers concert, which I am so jealous of, but she'll have a great time and I just know I have to be wise and stay home, sit this one out, you know? It would have been a very pricey trip otherwise, but that was my week away and it was so fun and I'm really grateful. Definitely follow me on Instagram because now that I'm back, I'm trying to get everything organized and I'm going to start sharing some pictures on Instagram and I'm editing the vlog and all of that. So things will start to come out within the next few weeks. Uh, I'm just a little bit behind right now on content as I'm catching up. Um... But catching up on TV shows, movies, and books, let's move on to that. I love talking about what I have been watching and reading in my podcast episodes. I also find this to be really helpful as a listener if there's anything I want to check out, watch, read. And this is one of my favorite things to really talk about. So let's move on to that category. Oh, you know what? I don't think I've even done an ad yet in this episode. I'm a little rusty. It's been it's been like three weeks since I've recorded. So let's take an ad break and then talk about TV shows, movies, and books. This episode is brought to you by Banish. I've been using Banish skincare products for almost two years and my skin is forever changed. Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness, and aging. Not only that, but Banish has an at-home microneedling treatment that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scarring, and helped reduce acne in general. This is not just an ad to me, but I recommend Banish to everyone. It's the only skincare company I will use and have used for years. They have this awesome vitamin C moisturizer that I put on every night and every morning, an oil serum to use after microneedling that helps moisturize the face and reduce redness, there's a mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores, a fresh pumpkin enzyme mask, and most recently released an awesome sunscreen moisturizer and an anti-aging retinal serum. What's awesome is you can get a lot of these bundles or a lot of these products in a bundle that allows you to save money or you can purchase them individually, but no matter what, try out Banish today. I have an affiliate link in the description of this episode for you, as well as a discount code. Use code Michaela 10 at checkout. That's Michaela 10 for 10% off. I promise you, you won't regret it. All right. I have not been watching a lot of things because I've been so um, busy catching up on like work or just other things, but I did watch The Goonies on the flight out to California, and I have never seen it before. And I know that's kind of like a rarity because I was born in 95, and I feel like a lot of people my age are familiar with The Goonies, but I felt like it would be a really good movie to watch on the flight just to pass time. And it was so good. I loved it. It was, I mean, definitely had aged. There were a lot of parts of it that I don't think you could have in a movie today, but you know, besides that, it was such a good feel good, like treasure hunt movie. Like it felt like it was a little bit like the Stranger Things series or um, National Treasure, but really cute. I enjoyed it a lot. Definitely kept my attention throughout the flight. And it was a longer movie too, which was helpful with a flight. We were in the air for almost four hours, I think. So I was looking for something that would help me not feel anxious flying over the mountains because that's where it gets very turbulent. Um, 
I tried watching Ticket to Paradise as well, that newer movie with Julia Roberts and George Clooney, Caitlin Denver. Um, but it just did not hold my attention. I was so bored. It was like the same riff after riff of just like being like, I hate my ex-wife. I hate my ex-husband. We're here to support our daughter. Let's try not to kill each other while we're on this trip. And I was just bored by it. I don't know. I feel like comedy movies just have not been funny since like 2014, if not earlier. Like we had a really good early 2000s peak of comedy and the later comedy movies like Bridesmaids, amazing. Pitch Perfect, amazing. Like that era was great. And then since then, everything has just flopped, in my opinion, when it comes to comedy films. Um, and I think Ticket to Paradise is technically a comedy, but it was just bad. I don't know. I turned it off and watched The Goonies and really liked it. Uh, I think the night we got back from California, Ashton and I watched Nonstop on Netflix. I think that's what it's called. It was this movie about um, an air marshal on a flight where somebody is threatening to kill passengers every 20 minutes until they get money. And then, of course, there's there's like a bomb on the plane. I'm not even in an airport, and I feel like I can't say the word bomb and plane within the same sentence. But um, that was in the plot, and it was one of those like action um, disaster movies. But it was good. It was definitely like... Was it early 2000s or was it 2010? I don't know. It was good. I really enjoyed it. I feel like Ashton and I kept trying to guess who the um, the bad person who's like texting. I guess, would it be a terrorist or just whoever this bad person was that was texting the air marshal, all these threats. Um, we, kept, we kept trying to guess the plot, but it was really good, I think. And I could only watch it because we had just gotten off the plane and we don't have any plans to fly soon. I think if I had a trip coming up, I would not want to watch that movie, especially having like flight anxiety. But um, I felt safer being on the ground. And then we also watched, oh gosh, what was it? In Time? In Time. Is that what it's called? Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seinfeld? Yes. Um, It came out in 2011. Olivia Wilde's in it. I had no idea what this movie was. Never heard of it. It's like sci-fi action um, 2011 too. I think I said that. But I've always known that Ashton is related to one of the actors in it. I think he's like a cousin sort of, but kind of one of those situations where it's like, oh, I I don't know. I forget. He's told me, but I'm going to forget how they're related. Um, Something, you know, like grandma's brother's son's wife maybe maybe closer than that he's in the bloodline I think I don't know he's like a bigger actor he was in the film so that was the reason why he wanted to watch it and wanted me to see it and it was surprisingly better than expected I'm not the biggest fan of um sci-fi action films they just kind of like have a I they lose my attention and it's hard for me to understand what's happening but it was cool seeing I feel like we called it his cousin I can't remember though it was because it's just like connected weird in his family but it was cool seeing somebody in his family in the film um if you're unfamiliar with this movie like I was it's basically like a fantasy world not fantasy but like they live in a a utopian place where everybody gets like a certain amount of time 
and you only age up to 25 years old and then after that it's like time is a currency almost and you lose time but you can also gain time and the amount of time that you have is like on your arm and then if you run out of time you die basically um and some people like the wealthy and rich have like 10 billion years of time you know and then the poor people in the film might have like five minutes of time until they get paid and then they have in a day of time or something like that so it was really good um i fell asleep during it not going to lie so i could not tell you how it ends but i liked it and then oh i also wanted to mention when i was talking about like his family member being in the movie, I learned on this California trip that his uncle was in the film Titanic. Like, James Cameron, the Titanic, his uncle is in an elevator scene on the elevator in the Titanic. So it made me want to rewatch the Titanic to look for his uncle. I thought that was so cool and random, but like, how? Like, that's crazy. So we have to watch the Titanic again soon to look for his uncle. You, I guess you can see him like from behind on it you can see like his back um but yeah that was fun uh that is that all those things that we've watched within the last two weeks oh ashton and i started watching mind hunters on netflix so i saw this at least i saw season one of this show when it first came out years ago but I think I closed my eyes a lot for it back then because I wasn't as brave as I am now. And it's not that scary. I think psychologically it just got to me more um, when I was younger, but it's really good. It kind of like studies the psychological reasoning behind serial killers and the behavioral science of it. It takes place in the 70s and it's based on true events. So I think it is based on the research that um, people did like on these crime cases, but it's at that time where they just didn't look at the behavioral science behind these killers actions and until this time and they talked to other big serial killers they also like developed the term serial killer in the show like it wasn't even a, a phrase before the time so that was kind of cool to to see like reenacted but they interview all these killers in jail or prison and ask them you know, about their upbringing or their relationship with their parents or their mothers or what motivated them to kill or what did they get out of it to help catch other killers. And they've never, no one's ever looked at it from that angle before. So it was really um, interesting to learn that. And I knew Ashton would really love that show. So we are deep in season two of that right now. There's only two seasons, but it's really good. It's kind of got a slow burn in the beginning. Um... But the episodes range from like 30 to 50 minutes long, so it's nice because it's not that big of a commitment each time, um, and it builds and builds off of it, but I really enjoy it. It gets a little dark. There's a few graphic like crime scene photos, but nothing too bad, and I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to stuff like that, so if I can handle it, you'll probably be good, but we haven't really been watching anything else, but I have been reading a lot. Um, so I finished Carrie Soto is back on the flights to and from California. I can't remember which one. And to be honest, I didn't like it, which is hard for me to say because I love Taylor Jenkins Reid and I absolutely ate up the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Malibu Rising, which was kind of like the sequel to it was so good that when 
I saw that she was writing Carrie Soto's back, which is bouncing off of those two other books in this universe she created. I was so excited to read it, but I felt kind of let down. Like, she, it lost my interest about halfway through, and especially someone who doesn't, like, play tennis. It was just all tennis terms the whole time in games and matches. There was no depth beyond that, really. Sure, there's, like, a little bit with a love interest and her father and whatever, but... It just didn't hit the same way that the other books did. And then the ending, the ending felt like such a cop-out. And I don't know if that's just me, but oh my gosh, it was one of those like, I felt like she either had a deadline to meet or she just didn't know how to end the book herself. So she just decided not to. It felt very unfinished in a way where I was like, this is stupid. Um... So I unfortunately did not like Carrie Soto's back, but I still love Taylor Jenkins Reid and I've read a lot of her other books and I'm going to talk about another one in this list that I loved, but I definitely kind of felt like I needed a palate cleanser after that because I started reading Did You Hear About Kitty Carr afterwards on the on the plane and that book is for my book club, um, But I learned that my book club is not meeting until the end of September, so I have time, so I haven't really read it. I want to read it closer to the date that I'm meeting the book club, so I'm not in it yet. It's taking me a little bit to get into the book, but it's good. I couldn't really tell you what it's going to be about yet because it's still setting up all the characters and the plot. Um, But so far, I do know that... Actually, I don't know anything about it yet, so I'll tell you more about that when I finish it, but I felt like I needed a palate cleanser at this point for the summer, and when I say palate cleanser, I mean Colleen Hoover, and I don't, I don't really like her books. I mean, we all know what they are, and they sell for sure, but oh my gosh, most of them are just pure smut, and the text and the font is like so large. It's like size 24 on the page almost. I feel like they read like a kid's book. Like it just takes me an afternoon to read one. But I will say some of them are actually not that cringy. Some are super cringy to me and I'm so sorry if this offends somebody out there, but her books, sometimes they're nice though. Like I will read them when I don't want to think about what I'm reading. Like they are so easy to read in that sense where it's nice to have a palate cleanse once in a while. So I wanted to read something where I just didn't want to think. And I read Heartbones by her for like a day and it was so much better than I expected. I'm not going to lie. I actually did really enjoy that one. Um, Of course, it is a Colleen Hoover book. So take that with what I'm saying. But this one was really good and it felt very summery and like beachy. It was about this girl that went to go live with her dad in um, Texas, but it's like on the beach. I can't remember the beach town's name. And of course, she's got like a stepsister her age and a friend group and this broody boy next door. Um, But it was better than expected and it held my attention and it was just a quick read. Took me less than like two days to finish it. And then after that, I read Maybe in Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I read this one pretty quickly, could not put it down. I got into it right away, really loved it, more than I expected to, because the second that I realized what she was doing with the way that she was writing, I wasn't sure I enjoyed it. Um, Basically, it's one of those plots that kind of goes both ways. 
and it's hard to like stay connected to each storyline with that and I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy it but I could not put it down. I finished it so fast and I was sobbing by the end in such strange ways because it's not even that sad but it just made me cry for all these different reasons and it made me think about all these things. I don't want to spoil it too much but that is one of Taylor Jenkins Reid's better books in my opinion like I really really love that one and I I, t I could totally see it being like a film or something and I wish it was it's so good so that's a book that I asked for for my birthday and I'm really glad that I got that because I enjoyed it so much I want to read more of Taylor Jenkins Reid books I think I really enjoy her writing so I need to look up what's left that she's written that I haven't read yet and order something um, but right now I just started well, because I finished Maybe in Another Life last night, and then I also started last night The People You Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry, and this is the second novel by Emily Henry that I'm trying, and you know what? I just don't think I enjoy her writing. I don't know. I just, I'm starting to think that Emily Henry is just not for me, because I read Book Lovers last fall, and it was kind of slow, hard to get into, Hallmarky, which I know is part of the plot. But I just, it, I wasn't that attached to it. And The People You Meet on Vacation, is that what it's called? Or is it The People We Meet? Either way, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I'm about 50 pages into it and I'm still not that into it. And it's really hard for me to feel attached to it. So I'm starting to wonder if maybe I just don't try another book by Emily Henry. She just might not be for me. But I'm currently trying to read that, and then I think I'm going to finish Did You Hear About Kitty Carr after, since I need to read that for book club in September. But that's everything that I have been reading and watching recently, and that's a little update on my week away. I'd give you an update on my week back, but I honestly couldn't tell you what even happened, because I felt like I just needed the time to get my house back together, get my work in order, get my routine back. And some of Ashton's family is still in town back in Minnesota. So we saw his, um, gosh, who would he be? It's Ashton's grandmother's brother's son, I think. I think. Um, either way, we hung out with him and got dinner with him and his wife a few times, took them to some of our favorite spots. Uh, did I do anything else? I went to yoga for the first time after being gone for like a week and was incredibly sore and humbled after. But now I'm just starting to feel like I'm back in my routine, back in my power. I'm catching up on videos, getting the podcast up. Um, the house feels back in order and I just want to get everything kind of reset. I should make a video on it too because I love making those videos and I love watching those types of videos as well, especially like during this time of year. You know, like the turn from summer to fall, a new schedules, new school year. It's a lot of like new routines. And I feel that energy, even though I've been out of school for a while at this point, I do still feel that in the air. Um, but I also have to get a new camera. My G7X, I've had this vlogging camera since 2016 and it is sturdy. Like this thing has been with me everywhere. It's always around my wrist. It's been on every vacation. She is like a rock. Like this camera has been through it all. She survived so many falls. Um, and I do feel like the Mark 1 of this G7X is the strongest. 
I was just bragging bragging about her to Ashton a few weeks ago, like my camera about how like how sturdy it is. And then while we were in California, she broke. <laughs> she still works, but she doesn't. The screen broke, the viewfinder. So like if I tilt it a certain way, it goes black. It still records, I've learned, but you can't see the viewfinder at all. So you don't know that it's recording. Um, if you like flip it, it goes black. And I think it's just wear and tear. I think it's age. There's like a small little sensor chip on the top. And I don't know, the camera is almost 10 years old. So it just might be time. And I think there's, like, a lot more generations out now. Like, there's the Mark II, the Mark III. There might even be a Mark IV out. So I need to do some research and then, unfortunately, buy a camera. I say unfortunately because it's just pricey and it's not something that I want to be spending money on. But also, I feel like I need to for work. I remember earlier in the summer, Ashton, like, accidentally dropped my camera when we were in Stillwater on pavement and before I was able to like pick it up and check to make sure that it was fine he was like I'll buy you a new one if it broke I'm so sorry and I knew it would be fine like I've dropped it before and that's why I say like she's like a brick like she's been through it all um and of course it was completely fine like worked fine nothing happened but I joked with him earlier this week being like uh I think it broke when you dropped it back in June and I do need a new one (laughs) But it'll be fine. It'll it's a work write off. But even with that, I still have to like spend the money, you know, to write it off. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Freaking Siri is so scary sometimes. How long has she been listening? Um. Yeah, I have. But like I said, I have so many videos that I've recorded that need to go up. So I'm gonna focus on that. And then once all of my content is up to date. I'll probably end up buying one. I'm going to check and see if I can just get a used one. I don't know. I also don't know if I want the Mark II. No, I don't want the Mark II. I've tried the Mark II last summer and I didn't like it. The Mark III has a microphone port, which would be nice because then I can use like an external microphone and the audio would be improved. And I think there's like a direct memory card slot in that as well. I don't know. It's going to be so pricey, though. I'm, like, nervous. Another reason why, like, I can't go to L.A. with Maddie in a few weeks. But I don't know. I'm trying to pay off some debt and be better because the OnlyFans money is just not coming in the way that it used to. So I got to be smart. But that is an update on my life, and it feels so good to be back. I've got a lot of spooky spooky podcast episode ideas for this fall that I've been taking some notes and research on. So stay tuned for that. It should be really fun and spooky. Um, I'll see you guys next week, but I hope you have a wonderful week until then. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and follow the podcast's Instagram, breaking up underscore podcast on Instagram. I'll chat with you guys next Friday. Bye.